Hello, this is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to the front desk series of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. I've always said that people are the true disruption in healthcare, and the front desk people are a huge part of this. Thanks for listening. Well, welcome back to the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. I'm Jerry Durham, and it has been a while. Just double check the last release date, and that was May 2nd of 2018. So uh, I guess we could say I've been on vacation, took a sabbatical, call it what you want. But uh, it's been May 2nd, what, eight months now. Thought uh, the start of the year would be a good time to get ramped back up. I love the podcast. I really love the response and the conversations I've had um, around the podcast over the last few months. And that's what really kicked my butt back into gear to get going again. And then I had a couple people say, you should do a front desk podcast. So I said, here we go. So here we are, January, second week of January. And uh, we are, I should say you, well, me too, I guess, are hearing the first in the series of the front desk series of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. And this is going to go on pretty indefinitely. Um, We may periodically throw some other stuff in there. Yet I think this uh, 2019 is, it's already been going on, but I think this is really the year where everybody really catches on that it's all about the front desk and all about what is going on in that patient experience. If you've heard any of my other podcasts, if you've even listened to one, then you really know that's my theme here is that healthcare disruption is going to come through the people, the focus on the people, the focus on the patients, and the focus on the people I like to call your team um, within your clinic. Those are the people that are going to lead healthcare disruption. The technology side of it, sure. That's going to be a what a adjunct or it's going to be a tool used to leverage the experience and the team members to better serve your patients, but the technology itself will not be the disruption. We can already see things. I mean, you see it in the news every day. You see stuff coming and going. You see stuff that you think really should be making a dent in healthcare, and it's not. And the problem is it's because we're not focused in the right place. And the tech is not the answer. The tech is just a tool to help you achieve to do what you should have already been doing. Think about that for a second. So the tech is a tool to help you achieve and do what you should have already been doing before the tech arrived. And uh, I guarantee you there are going to be some uh, following episodes that are really tech heavy because I found a couple people and a couple, probably two people, maybe three, and a couple tools that I love on the tech side that I think when implemented into the patient experience and the customer life cycle or patient life cycle, um, these tools that these people have come up with are a huge uh, value add for you and will make your business more efficient and will make your uh, patients better served. So what I'd like to do again on this first inaugural episode of the Front Desk Series of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast is maybe catch everybody up to speed. I'm going to assume there are people that are hearing this for the first time, and a lot of people that have heard uh, a lot of the other podcasts yet. I'm going to assume we're all coming from the same place and assume nothing. And uh, it is just me, Jerry Durham, and it is going to be just me going forward. Uh, I know I've released a uh, 
version earlier this week with my sidekick, Andrew. Andrew's been doing new things and I'm going down this front desk series. So as all great things, Sonny and Cher, Ike and Tina Turner, all of them, you know, that day comes when uh, you got to go your separate ways. So let's uh, talk a little bit about how Jerry got here and my mindset, or maybe not so much how I got here. But let's talk about how I got to this point of the front desk and why the hell is there a front desk series on a podcast called Healthcare Disruption? What does the front desk have to do with healthcare disruption? Uh, you know, the way I look at it is really this journey started over 19 years ago with me. That's when I started my own practice and started um, hiring people, employing people, managing people. And these were all members of my team at the time, right? I had front desk people, I had billing people, I had providers. I had um, mostly those that were working as part of our team. And I'm going to tell you, probably for the first nine to 10 years, I really didn't understand the team component of a business. I knew there were different members, but let's face it, I was a physical therapist. I was trained as a physical therapist, so really everything I was doing in my physical therapy practice and in my business of managing other people focused on the providers. And then uh, what about nine, 10 years into that, as many people know, uh, we went out of network at my practice, San Francisco Sport and Spine Physical Therapy, and we went out of network as a business decision. Nothing more, nothing less. It was we were starting to get contracts uh, from insurers that were that were less than our cost of doing business. So it was an easy business decision. And probably one of the easiest business decisions I ever made was to go out of network because it was either go out of network or shut the business down. And um, that is one thing I really give myself credit for over the history of my company is at least understanding our cost to deliver care and how it related to the amount of money we needed to collect per visit to keep the doors open. So again, that was a pretty simple business decision a little over nine years ago to go out of network. It was at that time that, you know, without digging too deep and a lot of the stories in previous episodes, but it was really at that time that I started to really see the value of the team, the healthcare team. And the healthcare team is not people with initials after their name. The healthcare team is your front desk your providers, your billing people, your aides, your assistants, everybody involved in the practice that has to interact with the customer. And interact doesn't mean directly interact with the customer. The billing team interacts with the customer because they're the one processing claims and they are the ones doing things that end result is going to show up on a bill or on a statement. So they are interacting with your customer or your patient. I think right now we'll stick to the term patient. So it's really at that time when I went out of network that I really saw the value of the team. And uh, some information I've been sharing recently that I think will really um, resonate now is, I think we make a huge mistake in our businesses when when we silo our teams. And I did it, and you do it. We have our front desk team, we have our provider team, we have our billing team. That's a huge mistake. You have a team with front desk members. You have a team with providers and you have a team with billing people. You have a team with aides. You have a team with assistants. All those players together make up your team. So it's not a billing team, a front desk team. It's your team. 
and there's all these different players on the team. It was really then nine years ago when I started to see the different roles and how the different roles affected each other. That's a huge takeaway here um, when it comes to the front desk and their value to the team. Because what I didn't realize early on in my career in my practice was the effect that the front desk people, we're just going to say people, have on the team as a whole. And how many problems we were trying to solve, billing problems, no-show cancel problems, all these problems that I thought needed to be handled by the provider or the billing team, how those problems were solved when we actually got the front desk involved, right? And so, you know, this is where that whole patient life cycle comes into effect. And really, this patient life cycle is, to define it, is your potential, in quotes, your potential patient journey in your practice. So it's not, we all typically don't really start to think about our interaction with our patients till they arrive in the clinic, right? But really, when you map out this patient life cycle and when you understand the patient's life cycle within your practice, you will realize there are many touch points far before they ever arrive in your clinic. And back about nine years ago, I started to understand better that touch point when they first called the office. Now I understand that patient's journey and life cycle with your practice actually starts when they see your brand, when they see your website, when they see you at a community event, when they attend a workshop, when they do anything like that. By the way, when the doctor mentions the name of your practice, that's actually the first interaction that a potential patient, that's why it's important to say potential, has with your brand. And that's when your journey starts with your practice. So again, over the years, understanding that this journey started way earlier than most of us imagine starts far beyond, far earlier, far earlier upstream than just arriving in the practice. And that once I understood this, that I could start to leverage these things I needed to leverage far earlier in their journey, right? And what has happened is once you get this patient life cycle mapped out, so you say, you know, here's brand awareness, here's their first touch with my business, here's when we give them their cost, here's our welcome call, here's the arrival. The patient life cycle is all the interactions and touch points with your company. It's emails, it's phone calls, it's them arriving in the clinic every visit, it's them meeting the providers. Those are all parts of your patient's life cycle and touch points and interactions within your practice. It's important to map that out first so that then you can understand the journey that they're making so that you can then understand every team member's role in creating what I call a happy patient. Is the ultimate goal of every interaction, or no, I should say the ultimate goal of the patient life cycle is to create a happy patient, right? So once I understood their life cycle, once I understood what the final destination was, then I could start to break down each touch point and I could see how each team member played into creating a happy patient. And that's really, really important because what that means is I could assign ownership. I could account, assign accountability. I could assign responsibility during certain phases of this patient life cycle to different team members. 
I notice a lot when I talk to practice owners when we work on this is, is um, think of something like this, right? Who owns the patient from the moment they call the office until they arrive in the office, right? Well, I think anybody, even if you've never thought about it, you'd say, well, probably the person who's been answered the phone and been dealing with them since then, I'd say exactly right. So your front desk role person owns that patient. Now here's where we start to get screwed up. I say, okay, so from the moment the provider meets this patient and until they're done with their course of care, who owns that patient? They say the provider does. I say, okay. And then we start talking about solving problems within your business. And they say, I have a no-show cancel problem or I have a, have a uh, early discharge, I call it, or drop-off. You can call it a drop-off or I like to call it self-discharges, right? I have a self-discharge problem. I say, okay, how do you manage it? Well, my front desk calls all those people. And I say, well, hold up. Why does the front desk call? Who owned that relationship, right? So mapping out we're not going to go too deep into the we will go deep into these later but not right now i just want you to understand the basis of why i made a front desk series for a healthcare disruption podcast but once we understand who owns these roles then we can understand who needs to do the tasks during these different phases of the patient life cycle and um, as a side note what i learned early on is we ask too much of our providers we ask them to do way too much in too short amount of time. And once we understand the phases of this patient life cycle, we understand that we can actually ask more of our front desk people to build trust, to build an alliance, to set the provider up for success. And when we look at it that way, we can actually see the fact that our front desk plays a role in setting the patient up for success through the provider, right? So it's kind of a chicken and egg thing, but they're setting the patient up for success before they ever arrive in the clinic and they're setting the practice up for better success. Once we understand the team members' roles and who owns the different phases of this patient life cycle, we will get into this pretty deep over the next couple episodes, okay? Um, it's interesting because I've mentioned the phases of the patient life cycle and I will tell you this, there's a phase one, a phase two, a phase three, and a phase four. And all I'm going to tell you right now, and all that matters, is the front desk owns phase two. And of the four phases of the patient life cycle, phase two that the front desk owns is the most misunderstood, the most undervalued, and the most underleveraged phase of all three of them. Phase one is all the marketing and the traction. We spend all our time and money there. Right. And then we forget we got to manage this patient when they call the clinic. And then we lean on our providers to sell a plan of care and get all this buy in and, and build a therapeutic alliance and get their expectations and deliver on all these expectations in one hour. And I'm like, you miss this huge opportunity. And that's phase two of the patient life cycle. So, again, the front desk, here's your take home your front desk is the most undervalued, most underleveraged, and most misunderstood team member during the patient life cycle because what you do there will return the greatest ROI in your business. You cannot buy a piece of equipment. You cannot hire another provider that can deliver the ROI that a front desk person 
can deliver on managing phase two and taking someone from first phone call all the way to arrival, building trust, decreasing doubt, decreasing uncertainty, decreasing fear, all the while setting the provider up for success, which sets the patient up for success, which then leads to practice success, AKA financial success. Okay, that's what this is all about. Okay, now it's interesting because what I want you to do is again, step back and you're gonna constantly hear this. This is a front desk series, but I'm constantly gonna be talking about the patient life cycle and the patient experience in your practice because your practice success, meaning your financials and your patient success is not dependent on payer model. That's too rampant in healthcare and it's rampant in physio. We all think, oh, in network, out of network, cash PT, this is how I'm gonna set myself up for success. I'm like, no, it's not how you set yourself up for success. That's just another checkbox. How you're going to deliver your patient experience within your practice. Until you understand who you want to serve and what you're going to serve them with, the payer model is insignificant. All right. So mapping out, again, to bring it back, mapping out your patient life cycle and then figuring out the experience you want to create for them is the first step in setting yourself up for success. And then once you do that, you start to realize, right, the team members I need and what are the team members' roles, and then you can leverage the hell out of your front desk. And I don't mean we dump all the work on them. I mean we understand what they need to do. Everybody hires a front desk as a customer service person. They have them doing all this insurance verification and everything. And I'm like, if you had that front desk person focusing on phase two, which is first phone call to arrival, you have them knowing that down, all this other busy work doesn't need to occur because then you have the right people in your clinic who, who complete plans of care, who never know share, who cancel rarely. And then you find out that that person and you're leveraging their time for this huge ROI because every new patient's worth a thousand dollars, whatever. And they're putting more of the right people on the schedule. Now your arrival rates go up. Now your completed plans of care go up. And then you find out, yeah, you know what? We have these other people who can do the insurance stuff and they do it well. Let's separate these roles out. Only after you map out your patient's life cycle and you understand the patient experience you want to create, can you start to do that? And again, once you start to do that, stop me if you've heard this before, you will understand that that front desk person is the most misunderstood, most undervalued, most underleveraged team member on the whole team. Take some of that responsibility off the billing team. Take some of that responsibility off of your providers and let's move it upstream. And it doesn't make it harder on your front desk because actually the further upstream we move it, the easier it becomes to complete. That's why that provider has one hour to deliver all this shit and all the pressures there. And if you move it upstream and we are slowly building trust and we are slowly diminishing fear, we are slowly diminishing doubt, we are slowly diminishing uncertainty, then that hour becomes no problem, then, then that provider just has to do what he or she went to school to do, which is be the movement expert, be the listener, put together a plan of care, 
that makes sense based on their goals, right? So that's really, really, really important, right? <clears throat> so the take home here, and I think we may end here. Like I said, this is going to be really short and sweet today because what I want to do is set the context for where we're going to go forward, all right? The context of how this is going to unfold, the context of why there's a front desk series of a healthcare disruption podcast. Right, because remember, the research shows, and Maxi Nichek, who was what episode twenty nine, this is episode thirty, so the episode right before this, has spent a lot of time, money, and her energy getting her PhD, looking at the alliance. You say, Jerry, the therapeutic alliance, and I say, no, the alliance, the alliance that is built with the non-licensed people in your practice in a healthcare business and how that leads to improved patient outcomes, right? So it's no coincidence that episode 29 was Maxi Michek because I've spent so much time and energy speaking with her and reading research that she has done and that she has referred to me about building this alliance. So this alliance is research proven to show that the better the trust is built earlier on in the relationship, that the better this patient will do. And I would argue while that person, the front desk person is building an alliance with this potential patient, they're also increasing trust in the provider. They're in decreasing the doubt in that person's mind about the provider. They're decreasing the fear about the interactions. They're decreasing the uncertainty about did I make the right choice of this provider? So when that patient walks in the door and meets that provider, the provider now, you know, I'm a big baseball fan. Now that provider comes up with a with a man, baseball guys, a man on second and third and no outs instead of a man, you know, nobody on two outs and and on them to hit the home run. They don't have to hit the home run. They just got to put the ball in play. Just put the ball in play, right? So that's what we're looking at here. And that's when, again, this front desk role, all of a sudden starts to shine and by shine meaning it starts to really come forward and you're like, holy shit, what have I been doing? I've missed so much because I always thought it was about this person with the initials behind their name. It's like, nope. And again, the research shows that this front desk person will lead to improved patient success, AKA outcomes. And also from the business side will lead to business success. Okay, so business is not a bad word. Getting paid is not a bad word. Profit is not a bad word, especially on this podcast because we all want to get paid. And ultimately, the beauty of this podcast started out as patient first. And one of the other things I love to say is what's best for the patient is best for business. So if we focus on the patient and what's best for them, then one of the end results is money in the bank. But if we're focusing on money, mm, that does not equal a better patient. But a better patient equals more money. And what do I mean by that? They complete a plan of care. They tell their friends. They tell their doctors about you. That's where this front desk role comes in. So, so, so important, right? So again, mapping out this patient life cycle, understanding the four phases of the patient life cycle, understanding who owns the phases and the touch points of this lifetime, creating then a patient experience, which is the emotional journey that they'll have within your practice 
And that's how you put the systems in place. That's how you set up the scripts. That's how you set up the emails. That's how you set up the interactions. Because you're now going to create this journey and this story for this person to take back. You know, when you read those reviews about someone saying, oh, I just always felt everything was about me. Well, that needs to be created, right? And that needs to be, that needs to be repetitive, meaning it needs to be repeated. So not only with Mrs. Smith at eight o'clock, but Mr. You know, Jones at 8.30, right? That has to be repeated over and over. It can't be one off. So the fact that someone walks away with a good feeling and a good story and a good experience is actually the systems you create. And it's repeatable. All right. So again, all this is dependent on understanding your patient's journey within your practice. That's your patient life cycle. And then understanding each team member's role. And the team member we're going to focus on huge is the front desk. Because, let's face it, providers have their Facebook groups. There are more, there's a million provider Facebook groups out there, right? Providers have their continuing education they do. Business owners have their Facebook groups. They have their books they're reading. They have their mentors. They have their continuing education they do. And then we're stuck with these people in the middle. And we don't give them any of that in the front desk people. So I challenge you right now, if you're listening, do you know, do you send your front desk people to continue in education? Do you have them read books? Right. If you do, you're definitely in the minority because it doesn't happen very much. So I'm going to challenge you to all team members get treated and by treated, meaning everybody gets continuing education. By the way, that means everybody has accountability. That's the other thing that happens when you map out your patient life cycle and you show ownership. Responsibility is not accountability, right? Well, they're responsible to do this. Well, so how are you measuring that, right? So once you map out that patient's life cycle, now you can set up metrics for accountability. Once you understand the role and once you understand the objectives of each of those touch points, now you can start to set up accountability. So that's been a big part about um, understanding this front desk role is helping um, clinic owners and practice owners to understand what, what truly are the accountabilities is I always have everybody asking me, Oh, Jerry, I need, I need customer service training for my team. And I say, okay, I say, how are we going to measure success? And there's always dead air. There's no measuring success of customer service because customer service. I like to say is reactive. You wait for someone to complain. You wait for something bad to happen. The patient experience is proactive if you understand your customer's life cycle and you create this patient experience, then you're being proactive. And what is created is customer service. Right? And we, again, when we create the life cycle, we come up with accountabilities. So this is huge. All right. So thank you very much for listening to episode one of the front desk series of the healthcare disruption podcast. Um, there will be many more to come and we will be digging into everything and probably every term you heard. And if you're hearing it for the first time, that's cool. Just keep coming back. Uh, podcast every two weeks. So this one's released on what, the ninth? So the next one will be, I got to do my math, nine plus seven to 16, the 23rd. All right. And we'll do a follow-up and we'll take a deep dive into some of these terms and we'll probably walk this stuff back and start coming forward again. 
the, the take home here again, right? You understanding your patient's journey within your practice and understanding each team member's role. And I'll let you worry about the providers. I'll let you worry about the billing side because we're gonna talk about the front desk because the more you focus on the front desk, the less you have to worry about your providers and the billing side. I'll leave you with that. Cheers all. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes and write us a review. We'd love to uh, see your thoughts and opinions on this. And uh, if you really like what you heard, then why don't you subscribe so you make sure and get the uh, latest notifications every time we post a new episode. If you want to stay in touch with Jerry, make sure and head on over to jerrydurhampt.com and click on the stay in contact button. And I tend to hang out on Instagram at jerrydurhampt and Facebook at jerrydurhampt. Thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye.